Hello everyone and welcome back to the Live With Grace podcast. I had to take a break from the podcast for a little bit because we were full throttle into the season and I just kind of needed to put my focus in that and in school as well. But we're back and back with a special guest at that and that is my dad. He's already been featured once on the podcast in the Balcony People episode, but here he is. So welcome back. How's it going, everybody? (laughs) So today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about becoming an expert in something, which could relate to sports, it could relate to your career, but we're kind of just going to be diving into what that means exactly and how it can help you elevate yourself in whatever path you're on. So to start out, Dad, what does it mean to become an expert to you? Yeah, you know, um, we talked about this. It's like, what does that even mean? Like becoming an expert. No one can possibly be the best in every area and every component of their job. Um, you know, there are a lot of components to every single organization. There's nuances and particulars to every single organization. You know, like, for example, like a five-foot guard may not necessarily be the team's subject matter expert on rebounding or maybe a coach can but it's not realistic for a guard but they can be experts on playmaking ball handling shooting etc so what does becoming an expert mean to me it means becoming a value to your team or your organization you know someone who people can turn to if and when they have questions and whatever you happen to be doing right now it means doing a little extra. This sets you apart from your other teammates, employees, colleagues, someone willing to go the extra mile. And it, I'd go so far to say even if you hate your current job and you've decided to quit or leave and you do something else, all right, you want to do something else, that's okay. But becoming an expert in one area of your current job may help you with your next job. So. It's really, um, you know, trying to become an expert at one thing that that works for you. Or even if you're working your one job and then you decide to become an expert in something like a side hustle, maybe that will eventually elevate you to the point where you can take that side hustle and make it your main job or use it somehow to your advantage. The thing that I, I guess I think of most is like when you think of, a basketball team in in particular, you think of like every tool that you have on the team. Like you need people that are really good at shooting. You need people that can get a bucket whenever they want. You need people that can get to the rim. You need people that are just really good at defense. And it's great if everyone's great at everything. But there's also things off to the side that aren't as seen. Like maybe you're the best at bringing energy good positive energy to every single practice even when it's like really hard or maybe you're just really you love the sport so much that you watch the most film out of everybody and you know the scout better than ever anybody else on the team so whenever somebody has questions you can always answer them according to how they should guard a certain player or what they should be aware of on this play or you find certain things that other people might not see I feel like those are also things not only in basketball, probably in every sport and every different, I guess. 
thing that you can work towards. Yeah, absolutely. Like pick, pick something, anything that you have a particular knack at doing, maybe a little bit Mm -hmm. better than others or something that you have a particular interest in becoming a subject matter expert and going back to basketball, put, you could, for basketball, it could be plays, studying them, Mm -hmm. knowing them inside and out. The player that takes over practice when the coaches are pulled away for a meeting, the player who other players come to for help, you could be a shooting expert, something trivial, like maybe even an expert at using the shooting gun, a piece of equipment needed for shooting practice, how to set it up, how to program Mm -hmm. it, how to maintain it. It's small, but Mm -hmm. you know, if you know how to use that thing inside and out, people are going to come to you. Now you start becoming a value to your organization. Pre and post, Mm -hmm. you could be like pre and post workout or game best practices, health and nutrition and recovery. You're the person that players come to like, Hey, what are you doing after the game? What are you eating? What are you drinking? What's your rest routine? Things like that. Um, maybe even studying other teams, players, plays, knowing more intricate details about your competition than maybe even your coaches do. How much of a value could be, you could, you could be providing to your team if you had that kind of expertise, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's so easy for people to be like wanting to focus on everything, like wanting to be great at everything, especially when it comes to sports. Like I don't want to put myself in a box and just say, oh, I'm just this type of player. This is what I do. This is what I, this is all I'm good at, or this is what I'm going to master and that's it. But uh, for certain things, I feel like it is okay to really hone in on that strength because it's something that obviously God gave you that gift. And if you choose to invest in that, it's like, you can be great, you know, and that can be something that you provide to the team that nobody, like what you were saying, nobody else can. Yeah. It's just, you know, um, you know, the, I, I tell you, I, I've, I've managed people, I've been around people, managing people for God, 30 years now. It's a long time. The world is filled with people who do their eight and hit the gate. Now you, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you you may not be familiar with that, what that means, but you know, they do their, they clock in, and eight hours later, they clock out. They don't do anything more. They don't do anything less. And, you know, basically they do what's expected of them and nothing more. And there's nothing wrong with those. There's nothing wrong with that. The world needs, like, I call them doers, right? Um, some some people don't do anything extra or go the extra mile because they don't want to waste any time giving more to an organization that they maybe plan on leaving. Sometimes people don't have the motivation to do anything extra. Sometimes people don't have any ambition to do more. And my guess, like on this podcast, right? My guess that these individuals are, is not your audience, you know? So Mm -hmm. back to like becoming an expert, what is, what the heck does that even mean? You don't have to become an expert at everything. It just means pick one or a few things that will set you apart from others. A skill that you'll go to for, that others will go to you for information, training, leadership, knowledge, but something that you take particular interest in is something that you feel that you get better than others. Yeah. Cause there's no like kind of along the lines of what we were talking about earlier, but there's no possible way that you're going to be great at everything. Yeah. Like it's just given that you're going to suck at some things and some things you're just going to have to put more time into, but if you can become great or you can become a master, you can become an expert at 
one thing or a couple things that can eventually become like a, a really important part of your identity and oh, push you to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish, whether that be in sports or in things outside of sports. Yeah. You know, um, right now in my life, I, I as you know, um, uh, but your audience, audience doesn't. Yeah. I own a mm -hmm. home services company that we specialize in gutter installation. Um, I have very expensive equipment that I don't even know how to operate. Uh, but I have a few guys on my team that are experts. They know how to adjust the machines, clean and maintain them, ensure they're always operational. But, you know, these are the types of individuals that went further, more than just knowing how to operate the machinery. Everybody in my company knows how to operate the machinery. I'm the only one that doesn't. <laughs> but these guys went further to understand how to disassemble it, clean it, maintain it, troubleshoot any issues with it. Why is this important? In the grand scheme of life, like nobody, like knowing how to expertly operate a gutter machine isn't high on anyone's list, right? you know, of like things that they want to get good at. But for my guys, they provide value to our team. They provide what we need to be successful. And in return, they earn a sense of belonging that this skill, like, that they devoted extra time to is of value to the rest of the organization. They earn themselves that they earn themselves a spot on the team. Yeah, and I think that that same concept can apply to really anything, which I feel like I've repeated that several times, but we were recently talking about something in one of my classes that kind of relates to podcasts in some way, which is video video and audio recording we were learning about all these different settings and technology and things that you have to adjust to get the perfect sounding audio and different hardware and different software and different way different mics you're supposed to use or things that you're supposed to use to make sure that your audio doesn't have certain extra noise in it like background noise or shuffling of your clothes or air blowing in the background or this or that and it's so complicated, like, it's so much more complicated than I would have ever imagined, and I have a lot more learning to do, but we were talking about how people in certain industries in the media realm are experts at that. They, they're not experts at, say, writing a script or or maybe they're not taking photographs maybe they're not or an, anything else. Yeah, maybe they're not an exp expert at directing, right? Right. But they, to your point, they're an expert at lighting or mm -hmm. or sound audio or god you know there's so many like in each industry there's thousands of spin-offs of what you can become really good at uh so and i think that it's not impossible for you to become great at several things or a lot of things but i think it's really hard like i don't know many people that are masters at a ton of things and I mean, it kind of it kind of reminds me of like people in high school that play a bunch of different sports and do every extracurricular. You're good at a lot of things, but you never get to that point where you're so great at something that you're going to be of such great value that a certain company needs you that you need to work for that or a certain team needs you to play because you're just OK at that because you spread yourself so thin. Yeah, but even for those people, like they can they can find something within that organization that they do a little bit better that the organization mm -hmm. needs. So like developing this, do a little extra to become an expert, it carries itself through life. So I'll give you an example for me. Like uh, mm -hmm. I was in the army, 
Uh, I was an infantry officer in Korea. I was tasked with learning about a weapon system called, uh, it was called the Dragon, um, a weapon that the army was still using. They had plenty of old stock. Like this is, I'm, I'm leading, like leading troops in the early nineties. This old stock was from the 1970s, like old, old stuff and uh, soon to become obsolete. So again, in the grand scheme of the world, like knowing this piece of weaponry means nothing. After all, it was, this was an anti-tank weapon that was in the process of being replaced by something else called the javelin. Um, it was a tank killer, basically. But, you know, it meant something to my battalion um, that I took on that role. I was the only person who is certified and authorized to train on it and run all the ranges. I provided value to the battalion. The battalion has 1,000 to 1,500 people. And I'm the only one that was, uh, you know, certified to do this training. Uh, maybe I could have not volunteered for it, knowing that it was going to become obsolete someday. Maybe let some other officer take it take it instead of me, uh, especially knowing that, you know, this stuff is going to go away at some point. It's going to be useless information in my head. Uh, the same goes for, like, there's communication device. You know, these communication, military communication devices, they change all the time. There was this very complicated uh, system called SINGARS, extremely difficult to program. Uh, but colleagues and fellow officers, they came to me for advice and support on how to set it up for their platoon. You know, so I look at back of those things, they're meaningless now, but were there life skills to me doing a little extra in that particular example? You know, yeah, there were public speaking, taking charge and responsibility, planning, delegating, uh, earning self-confidence, you know, mm -hmm. going above and beyond for your organization to become an expert at something small that carries lifelong skills. And it shows that also I feel like you would develop a lot of selflessness and, you know, committing yourself to something that you know is probably thankless down the line. Like, nobody's going to be like, oh, yeah, Rich. I mean, he knew the dragon because nobody even knows what that is. <laughs> I can guarantee point. nobody knows what that is anymore. They'll, they'll, they know about yeah. the javelin because that replaced the technology. It still does the same thing as the other thing, but it's mm -hmm. more advanced. It has, you know much better benefits not to get into it but like nobody knows who the dragon is but i learned a lot by becoming the sole expert in that battalion that rose his hand or raised my hand and said hey, i'll check that out i'll do it i went through the certification process running these ranges were you know no small feat you know um anyways that's another whole you know story on that whole thing but you know it, it earned me a lot of self-confidence to be able to go through that and become an expert on, on the team. That's what I mean. It doesn't have to be the expert at the obvious thing. It could be an expert at something small, but still important to your, your organization. Right. And I think it's self-confidence and it's also like a certain level of respect for yourself. And I'm sure the people around you that were working with you or you were working for also held you to that same respect because they knew that this, this isn't going to be something down the line that he's going to get all this fame and recognition. Like you're not doing this for the money or for the fame or for the people to be praising you. No, you're doing this because you're committed to that. I don't know what it was called. You said a platoon. Yeah. The platoon, the battalion. Yeah. So you have, yeah. you have platoons, you have companies, you have battalions. So, 
platoons are about 30 people, companies are about 100, and battalions are over 1,000. But anyways, right. um, so I was the battalion trainer as a young 23 or 24-year-old, you know, first mm -hmm. first job out of college. All of a sudden, I'm in charge of this weapon system that, you know, um, now i got to train others on how to use it and run the ranges and all that, that sort of thing. So um, right. it's pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds cool. I actually never knew that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but... I, I got just one more story from the Army, and, and this has to do with, you know, anybody, anything. So this is all rele relevant to anybody in any organization, whether it's a team sport, whether you're working for uh, a for-profit company and not-for-profit company, like becoming an expert. So this time I was in Virginia uh, working for um, the old guard. I was a platoon leader there. Uh, and there's an annual training event in the infantry. Everywhere in the Army infantry, you have this training called Expert Infantryman Badge. And this is sort of a voluntary badge that soldiers and officers could earn you know, 20 or so tasks that you got to pass all the tests. So ranging from first aid, uh, weapons maintenance, shooting, obviously, physical fitness, land navigation, uh, communications, chemical warfare. Um, I remember like yesterday telling my soldiers in, to put their best efforts into the training. Um, I recall there's guys that were even getting out of the military. So this goes back to like, why would I do something if I'm getting out of the military? Well, because it's a life skill and it's showing people that you're willing to do the extra, go the extra mile, become an expert at something. And I, and I told them like, how great would it be for them to put on their resume that they earned the expert infantryman badge showing future employers that when you were in the military, you chose the harder path uh, in becoming an expert at something. Mm -hmm. And I think also a hidden benefit of that too is that say, I mean, this happens on a team a lot. I feel like sometimes you look to the next guy and you're like, well, man, if he's doing it, then I can definitely do it. Or if he's doing this after I know that he doesn't need to or he doesn't have any of the same. Obviously, these guys were very qualified, but for our, on a team, like say you have the least experience, but you're still putting as much as you possibly can into something that's going to, you know, not only help you gain respect for yourself and help others gain respect for you not saying you should care what others think about you but it's also going to be pushing those around you to become better and therefore elevating your whole entire organization even though it's something that might not be on a stat line or something that might not even be something that goes on a resume like those guys I guess they did have a something that they could take away by putting that on their resume and maybe helping them put themselves in a better position down the line. But sometimes I feel like becoming an expert is something or in something, whether that just be a skill or something you're dedicating a lot of time to, or if you're just good at, you're really fast and you're just always giving a hundred percent on every single sprint and, you know, pushing your teammates to do better as well. Like those, there's a lot of things in sports and life that aren't going to be something that necessarily goes on paper. And yeah, like we said, it's just something that helps you build your character and respect for yourself. Yeah. It, it's not, e it's, it's, it's easy to not put 
any extra effort into whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. right? I say no. Whatever you're doing right now, whether you like it, you don't like it, whether you're going to continue with that or not continue with that, become an expert and just do something. It could be anything. No matter what your age, you can do this right now. And, you know, I was a 20-something-year-old, and I felt good about taking the extra time to become an expert at something as insignificant as the dragon, you know, missile system. But be, I became a value to the organization, you know. Um, whatever you're doing throughout your entire life, becoming an expert, this is the most important part, I think. It becomes a habit. If you have some free time, you don't watch that extra TV show, you go on YouTube or Khan Academy or countless other online trainings. Uh, you Or you take classes or lessons or something and you learn to do something and you do it better. Yeah. And it it's something like what you said, it would carry that, that hunger that you have to com- continue to get this expertise in that certain thing. For example, like athletes that are retired, they're like always trying to do something because they're so used to like being in go, 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 go mode. And that's probably the same for people in the military. But like what you said, I guess it's just something that carries from like it's if even if you don't get any anything necessarily for becoming an expert at one thing, those skills and those uh, qualities that you you developed by becoming an expert in that area might help you land that dream job that you want one day. Yeah, and, and like you interviewed that guy Terrell Green, a good friend of mine, played uh, pro football. He was uh, on a championship uh, team at Miami University. I remember one thing that he did in his life: he became an expert at youth sports, um, and he became in, within that organization of like that coaching organization. He became an expert at preventing concussions. He was the guy that everybody went to, you know? So it could be something that's like he took a particular injury or uh, interest in injury prevention, uh, especially in games mm-hmm. like violent games like football and how to prevent that. His son was playing, so his you know, he took interest for his own family, but also for uh, other kids that he was coaching and other kids around the, uh, around the state. Yeah, for sure. Um, but so, so like, here's some other examples. Like I, I say, like, you know, whatever you're doing, find something small, become an expert. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how in- insignificant it is or that other people think it is, but it's going to be a value to your organization. Like uh, I just wrote down some examples, but if you're in finance and accounting and you become a Microsoft certified uh, expert in Microsoft Excel. Uh, trust me, this is a huge value to any company. Um, or, you, and you mentioned this before, I wrote this down, actually, you're an audiovisual and you become an expert in a certain type of camera or video recording gear or software. And I, I said lighting earlier. You're in sports, you become an expert in plays and deviations of all plays. You're in construction, you become an expert in a certain task that's a value to the organization, like drywall or trim carpentry or becoming a master electrician um you're a cook in a restaurant and you have an interest in dessert making and you become an expert in a few types of desserts that the owners and customers love now you're you become you're starting to become like 
inserting yourself, you're doing a little extra become this value. You're earning a place mm-hmm. on the team. Uh, you're in customer service, become an expert at communication, software, and equipment. If the software and the equipment go down and you can't, t- you can't take or receive or receive or make calls, your customer service team goes down. That's a huge, uh, you know, detriment to the company. So becoming an expert, that one person that seems like, oh, they just have a customer service job. No, they, they go the extra mile, become an expert in the software and the equipment. Taking that extra time, you know, that no one is telling you to take. No one's asking you to do it. Uh, becoming an expert at any task, uh, how, however important to the world or boring and mundane, uh, that will benefit everyone, give you a sense of pride and accomplishment, uh, boost your ego a little bit. Confidence is an mm-hmm. important part of success for you um, and your listeners, providing value to your team, company, family, organization, and really earning a spot of value in, in your organization. Definitely. I don't know if I have any anything really extra to add to that because you really just covered everything. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real. Um, to anyone that's listening, I hope that you guys could take some value away from this and take whatever you're aspiring to do, whatever you're working toward, and give a little bit extra to the point where you develop an expertise in a certain area, like what my dad said, whether that be something that's noticeable and big or something that's small, you can provide that value to your team and elevate your life in so many ways, whether it just be, whether it be toward your team or whether it just be internal and developing that respect in those certain characteristics for your, for your own life and for the things that you're going to do later in life. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. And dad, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> thank you. Do you have any final words? Thanks so much for having me. I'm just, you know, um, this is a particular, you know, like I said, I've managed a lot of people. I've seen a lot of different types of people and, and employees. Um, and if you start young and you make this a habit, uh, you're going to be grateful that this became a part of your life early on. And in any organization that you belong to, you're going to find something that you like or you take interest or you get or you're a little bit better than others at. And uh, you're going to provide yourself with um, more security and uh, more more of a sense of accomplishment by doing, mm-hmm. uh, doing a little bit more. <laughs> okay, yeah. But thanks, thank you again to everyone that's listening. And... Stay tuned for another episode on the Live With Grace podcast.